new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. show on civil rights. My name is Barbara Bullen and I'm one of the radio hosts for the New Heights show on education and the New Heights educational group. I hope you enjoy the show and I'm asking our listeners to consider becoming a sponsor as we are no longer sponsored by Silicon Valley High School. This show is pre-recorded. Today I will continue the show from the last with the abolitionist David Walker's appeal, taken from DECESAREHistory.weebly.com, excerpts from David Walker's appeal. Excerpts from Walker's appeal in four articles, together with a preamble to the colored citizens of the world but in particular and very expressly to those of the, of the United States of America, written in Boston, State of Massachusetts, September the 28th, 1829, by David Walker. Excerpts from the Preamble My dearly beloved brethren and fellow citizens, having traveled over a considerable portion of these United States, and having, in the course of my travels, taken the most accurate observations of things as they exist. The result of my observations has warranted the full and unshaken conviction that we, colored people of these United States, are the most degraded, wretched, and abject set of beings that ever lived since the world began. And I pray God that none like us ever may live again until time shall be no more. They tell us of the Israelites in Egypt, the Helots in Sparta, and of the Roman slaves which last were made up from almost every nation upon heaven, whose sufferings under those ancient and heathen nations were, in comparison with ours, under this enlightened and Christian nation, no more than a cipher. I will ask one question here. Can our condition be any worse? Can it be more mean and abject? If there are any changes, will they not be for the better, though they may appear for the worst? 
at first. Can they get us any lower? Where can they get us? They are afraid to treat us worse, for they know well. The day they do it, they are gone. But against all accusations which may or can be preferred against me, I appeal to heaven for my motive in writing, who knows that my object is, if possible, to awaken in the beasts of my afflicted, degraded and slumbering brethren a spirit of inquiry and investigation respecting our miseries and wretchedness in this republican land of liberty. Excerpts from Article 1 Our wretchedness in consequence of slavery, my beloved brethren, the Indians of North and South America, the Greeks, the Irish, subjected under the King of Great Britain, the Jews, that ancient people of the Lord, the inhabitants of the islands of the sea, in fine, all the inhabitants of the earth, except, however, the sons of Africa and called men, and of course are and ought to be free. But we, coloured people, and our children are brutes, and of course are and ought to be slaves to the American people and their children forever. To dig their mines and work their farms, and thus go on enriching them from one generation to another with our blood and our tears. Can a man of colour buy a piece of land and keep it peaceably? Will not some white man try to get it from him, even if it is in a mud hole? I need not comment any further on a subject which all both black and white will readily admit, but I must really observe, too, that in this very city Boston, when a man of colour dies, if he owned any real estate, it most generally falls into the hands of some white person. The wife and children of the deceased may weep and lament if they please, but the estate will be kept snug enough by its white possessor. As Mr. Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, declared to the world that we are inferior to the whites, both in the endowments of our bodies and of minds, it is indeed surprising that a man with such great learning combined with such excellent natural parts, should speak so of a set of men in chains. I do not know what to compare it to, unless like putting one wild deer in an iron cage where it will be secured, and hold another by the side of the same, then let it go, and expect the one in the cage to run as fast as the one at liberty. God made us black, which colour? Mr. Jefferson calls unfortunate, as though we are not as thankful to our God for having made us as it pleased himself, as they, the whites, are for having made them white. They think because they hold us in their infernal chains of slavery that we wish to be white or of their colour, but they are dreadfully deceived. We wish to be just as it pleased our Creator to have made us and know of various and unmerciful wretches have any business to make slaves of or hold us in slavery. The man who would not fight under our Lord and Master Jesus Christ in the glorious and heavenly cause of freedom and of God to be delivered from the most wretched, abject and servile slavery that ever a people was afflicted with since the foundation of the world to the present day ought to be kept with all of his children or family in slavery or in chains to be butchered by his cruel enemies.
I saw a paragraph a few years since in a South Carolina paper which, speaking of the barbarity of the Turks, said, The Turks are the most barbarous people in the world. They treat the Greeks more like brutes than human beings. And in the same paper was an advertisement which said, Eight well-built Virginia and Maryland Negro fellows and four wenches will positively be sold this day to the highest bidder. I declare it is really so amusing to hear the Southerners and Westerners of this country talk about barbarity that it is positively enough to make a man smile. The sufferings of the Helots among the Spartans were somewhat severe. It is true, but to say that theirs were as severe as ours among the Americans, I do most strenuously deny, for instance, can any man show me an article on a page of ancient history which specifies that the Spartans chained and handcuffed the Helots and dragged them from their wives and children, children from their parents, mothers from their suckling babes, wives from their husbands, driving them from one end of the country to the other. Notice, the Spartans were heathens who lived long before our divine master made his appearance in the flesh. Can Christian Americans deny those barbarous cruelties? Have you not, Americans, having subjected us under you, added to these miseries by insulting us and telling us to our face, because we are helpless, that we are not of the human family? I ask you, oh, Americans, I ask you, in the name of the Lord, can you deny these charges? Excerpts from Article 2, 3, Our Wretchedness in Consequence of Ignorance. Ignorance, my brethren, is a mist low down into the very dark and almost impenetrable absence in which our fathers for many centuries have been plunged. The Christians and enlightened of Europe and some of Asia, seeing the ignorance and consequent degradation of our fathers, instead of trying to enlighten them by teaching them that religion and the light with which God had blessed them, they have plunged them into wretchedness ten thousand times more intolerable than if they had left them entirely to the Lord, and to add to their miseries deep down into which they have plunged them, tell them that they are an inferior and distinct race of beings which they will be glad enough to recall and swallow by and by. Men of colour, who are also of sense, for you particularly, is my appeal designed. Our more ignorant brethren are not able to penetrate its value. I call upon you, therefore, to cast your eyes upon the wretchedness of your brethren, and to do your utmost to enlighten them. Go to work and enlighten your brethren. Let the Lord see you doing what you can to rescue them and yourselves from degradation. Do any of you say that you and your family are free and happy? And what have you to do with the wretched slaves and other people? So can I say, for I enjoy as much freedom as any of you. If I am not quite as well off as the best of you, look into our freedom and happiness and see of what kind they are composed. They are of the very lowest kind. They are the very dregs. They are the most servile and abject kind that ever a person was in possession of. If any of you wish to know how free you are, let one of you start and go through the southern and western states of this country. And unless you travel as a slave to a white man, a servant is a slave to the man whom he serves, 
or have your free papers, which if you are not careful, they will get from you. If they do not take you up and put you in jail, and if you cannot give good evidence of your freedom, sell you into internal slavery. I am not a living man, or any man of color, immaterial who he is, or where he came from. If he is not the fourth from the Negro race, as we are called, the white Christians of America will serve him, the same they will sink him into wretchedness and degradation forever while he lives. And yet, some of you have the hardihood to say that you are free and happy. May God have mercy on your freedom and happiness. There is a great work for you to do, as trifling as some of you may think of it. You have to prove to the Americans and the world that we are men and not brutes, as we have been represented and by millions treated. Remember to let the aim of your labors among your brethren and particularly the youth be the dissemination of education and religion. Never mind what the ignorant ones among us may say, many of whom, when you speak to them for their good and try to enlighten their minds, laugh at you and perhaps tell you plump to your face that they want no instruction from you or any other nigger and all such aggravating language. Now, if you are a man of understanding and sound sense, I conjure you in the name of the Lord, of all that is good, to impute their actions to ignorance and wink at their follies, and do your very best to get around them some way or other. For remember, they are your brethren, and I declare to you that it, that it is for your interest to teach and enlighten them. It is a notorious fact that the major part of the white Americans have, ever since we have been among them, tried to keep us ignorant and make us believe that God made us and our children to be slaves to them and theirs. Excerpts from Article 3 are wretchedness in consequence of the preachers of the religion of Jesus Christ. Religion, my brethren, is a subject of deep consideration among all the nations of the earth. I have known tyrants or usurpers of human liberty in different parts of this country to take their fellow creatures, the colored people, and beat them until they would scarcely leave a life in them. What for? Why, they say, the black devils had the audacity to be found, making prayers and supplication to the God who made them. I remember a camp meeting in South Carolina, where there was a very great concourse of people. I, among the rest, went up and took my seat. Being seated, I fixed myself in a complete position to hear the word of my Saviour. But to my no ordinary astonishment, our reverend gentleman got up and told us colored people that the slaves must be obedient to their masters, must do their duty to their masters or be whipped. The whip was made for the blacks of fools. Here I pause for a moment to give the world time to consider what was my surprise to hear such preaching from a minister of my master, that is, Jesus Christ whose very gospel is that of peace and not of blood and whips. Pride and prejudice have got to such a pitch that in the very houses erected to the Lord they have built little places for the reception of coloured people, where they must sit during meeting or keep away from the house of God, and the preachers say nothing about it. Excerpts, excerpts from Article 4 are wretchedness in consequence of the colonization plan. 
Let no man of us budge one step and let slaveholders come to beat us from our country. America is more our country than it is the whites. We have enriched it with our blood and tears. The greatest riches in all, America, have arisen from our blood and tears. And will they drive us from our property and homes which we have earned with our blood? They must look sharp at this very thing or will bring swift destruction upon them. The Americans have got so fat on our blood and groans that they have almost forgotten the God of armies. But let them go on. Do the colonizations think to send us off without first being reconciled to us? Have they not to be reconciled to us or reconcile us to them for the cruelties with which they have afflicted our fathers and us? Methinks colonizationists think they have a set of brutes to deal with. Sure enough, do they think to drive us from our country and homes after having enriched it with our blood and tears and keep back millions of our dear, five brethren, sunk in the most barbarous wretchedness to dig up gold and silver for them and their children? Surely the Americans must think that we are brutes, as some of them have represented us to be. They think that we do not feel for our brethren, whom they are murdering by the inches, but they are dreadfully received. But they are dreadfully deceived. Now let us reason. I mean you of the, of the United States, whom I believe God designs to save from destruction, if you will hear. For I declare to you, whether you believe it or not, that there are some on the continent of America who will never be able to repent. God will surely destroy them to show you his disapprobation of the murders they and you have inflicted on us. I say, let us reason. Had you not better take our body while you have it in your power, and while we are yet ignorant and wretched, not knowing but a little? Give us education and teach us the pure religion of our Lord and Master, which is calculated to make the lion lay down in peace with the lamb, and which millions of you have beaten us nearly to death for trying to obtain since we have been among you, and thus at once gain our affection while we are ignorant. Remember, Americans, that we must and shall be free and enlightened as you are. Will you wait until we shall under God obtain our liberty by the crushing arm of power, will it not be dreadful for you, I speak, Americans, for your good? We must and shall be free, I say, in spite of you. You may do your best to keep us in wretchedness and misery, to enrich you and your children, but God will deliver us from you. But God will deliver us from under you, and woe, woe will be to you if we have to obtain our freedom by fighting. Throw away your fears and prejudices then, and enlighten us, and treat us like men, and we will treat you more than we do now hate you. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit 
www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Barbara Bullen and I am the radio host for this show. This show is pre-recorded and focuses on the history of civil rights. A recap of the first segment of the show on the abolished David Walker will continue. You are not astonished at my saying we hate you, for we are men we cannot but hate you. While you are treating us like dogs and tell us now no more about colonization, for America is as much our country as it is yours. Treat us like men and there is no danger, but we will all live in peace and happiness together. For we are not like you, hard-hearted, unmerciful and unforgiving. What a happy country this will be if the whites will not will listen. What nation under heaven will be able to do anything with us unless God gives us into his, un, into his hand? But Americans, I declare to you, while you keep us and our children in bondage and treat us like brutes to make us support you and your families, we cannot be your friends. You do not look for it, do you? Treat us then like men and we will be your friends. And there is not a doubt in my mind but that the whole of the past will be sunk into oblivion and we, yet under God, will become a united and happy people. The whites may say it is impossible, but remember that nothing is impossible with God. If any are anxious to ascertain who I am, know the world that I am one of the oppressed, degraded and wretched sons of Africa, rendered so by the varicose and unmerciful among the whites. If any wish to plunge me into the wretched incapacity of a slave or murder me for the truth, know ye that I am in the hand of God and at your disposal. I count my life not dear unto me, but I am ready to be offered at any moment. For what is, this, for what is the use of living when in fact I am dead? But remember, Americans, that as miserable, wretched, degraded, and abject as you have made us in proceeding and in this generation to support you and your families, that some of you, whites, on the continent of America, will yet curse the day that you ever were born. You want slaves and want us for your slaves. My color will yet root some of you out of the very face of the earth. You may doubt if you please, I know that thousands will doubt. They think they have us so well secured in wretchedness to them and their children that it is six impossible for such things to occur. See your declaration of Americans. See your declaration, Americans. Do you understand your own language? Hear your language proclaimed to the world July the 4th, 1776. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by, the, by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Compare your own language above, extracted from your Declaration of Independence, 
with your cruelties and murders inflicted by your cruel and unmerciful fathers and yourselves on our fathers and on us, men who have never given your fathers or you the least provocation. Hear your language further, but when a long train of abuses and usurpation, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Now, Americans, I ask you candidly, was your sufferings under Great Britain one hundredth part as cruel and tyrannical as you have rendered ours under you? Some of you no doubt believe that we will never throw off your murderous government and provide new guards for our future security. If Satan has made you believe it, will he not deceive you? The Lord has not taught the Americans that we will not some day or others throw off their chains and handcuffs from our hands and feet and the devilish lashes which some of them shall have enough of yet from off our backs. Do the whites say, I being a black man ought to be humble, which I readily admit? I ask them, ought they not to be as humble as I? Or do they think that they can measure arms with Jehovah? Will not the Lord yet humble them? Or will not these very colored people whom they now treat worse than brutes, yet unto God, hum humble them low down enough? Some of the whites are ignorant enough to tell us that we ought to be submissive to them, that they may keep their feet on our throats. And if we do not submit to be beaten to death by them, we are bad creatures and of course must be damned. If any man wishes to hear this doctrine openly preached to us by the American preachers, let him go into the southern or western sections of his country. I do not speak from hearsay. What I have written is what I have seen and heard myself. No man may think that my book is made up of conjecture. I have travelled and observed nearly the whole of those things myself, and what little I did not get by my own observation. I received from those among the whites and blacks in whom the greatest confidence may be placed. The Americans may be as vigilant as they please, but they cannot be vigilant enough, but they cannot be vigilant enough for the Lord. Neither can they hide themselves where he will not find and bring them out. This comes to the conclusion of the show. You can reach me by email Barbara B at newheightseducation.org. Be sure to join me every Sunday at radio.newheightseducation.org as I discuss the history of civil rights. Also join Orlanian Tabbitt's pre-recorded radio show, which airs by Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Pamela Clark's pre-recorded shows, which airs Wednesday by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Civil rights is our right. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.
at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.